Jalen Brunson, killer crossover goes right by Mike Conley. His exploits are legendary. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Hoops and Cards. My name is Gary. And by day... <laughs> oh, man. I uh, yeah, haven't been too public with all y'all about my day job, but by lots of, uh, lots of time during the week, I do think about basketball cards, investing and collecting as just a fun, usually profitable... Although my deal is, I often put the profits back into buying some more cards. And, uh, but yeah, investors, collectors, welcome. It is uh, great to be with you here, whether you are listening in Colorado, Maine, downtown Akron, Ohio, I, I don't care. I am glad you're here. We are in the post-national part of 2022, the national sports collectors convention. I accidentally call it the sports card convention. I get it. You can call it whatever you want. Uh, We are August 6th as a basketball card market. First of all, if you are new to this as a, a collector or investor, I think this is a great time to get in. Uh, you may hear people saying, oh, it's a down market. That's a great time to get in. Or man, you just missed the big wave. Yeah, uh, the waves crashed. And uh, now, especially now, I would say these next eight weeks present some awesome opportunities to get in on the basketball card market. And whether that's long-term or short-term investments, whether you are in this for a potential flip and we usually define flipping as I can I can buy a card knowing I'm getting a good deal and don't be don't be insulted by this hear me out you can buy a card knowing that you're getting a good deal or a group of cards or a box of you know unopened box of cards knowing that you're getting a good deal because you've compared prices with uh, recent sales and then being able to sell it or having the mindset of yeah I'm gonna sell this here's my price. And as soon as someone will pay it, it's gone. Like I will make my five, 10, 30%, whatever that is. And, uh, it's, it's at times, it's at times that same day or that same hour when you are at a card show or when you are, uh, in a, in a Facebook group or you're in a whatnot, uh, YouTube stream, wh- whatever like connection you make in the hobby, you might already have a buyer lined up or an opportunity to sell to list it in a market that, that people are ready to buy. And some of this is just understanding some of the timing of when markets buy and sell, knowing the the values of a card. Like you may buy a card for $10, but its recent sales have been between $5 and $30. So you have the potential to buy at 10 and sell for 20 within, you know, less than a week. 
sometimes I'll be at a card show and I'll watch or hear about a guy bought a box at one table for 50 bucks and sold it at another table for 90 bucks. I've, I've done that kind of thing a few times and I've been like, hey, this is, this is great. You know uh, the value of quick flipping or trading and uh, trading up. Here's where I'm at, you guys. I am on my way, probably hear the car, the hum, the light hum of the Hyundai. As I drive to Canton, I just, I realize too, locals here don't call it Canton. They call it Canton. They don't say the t -t -t Canton. It's Canton. And uh, I'm going to Canton for the uh, Hall of Fame sports card show, which started yesterday. So I might have missed out on some of the early deals because, again, I have a day job, like a real, I don't even, shouldn't even say a real job. I, 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 I love what I get to do full-time and fun time. So here I am on the way to a card show and, you know, I, if you guys listen to this podcast, me, when it comes to Gary and card shows, you'll find some episodes in the past of like card show Saturday, lessons on plans for a card show strategy. You know, what's a card show like what to do <clears throat> all those things. I get all that. And those things have served me well. And at the same time, there's, there's always that unpredictable element, that variable of, hey man, you show up at a card show looking for X, but somebody's got Z, D, and G on sale for prices that like that shouldn't be legal in 48 states. They, they've got great deals and you're like, dude, do I pounce on that deal? Or do I stick with my, you know, what I came to get? And uh, today, <clears throat> Today I have things I'm looking to get. I am usually budget buyer. I am usually the guy that can find great cards in the dollar, two dollar, five dollar, ten dollar, twenty dollar boxes, or that price range. I can I can look at that and go, hey, wait a minute. He's listing. He's he's selling that. Let me just pull a card out of out of thin air here. He's he's got that. I had, a, I had a card in mind and I'm not gonna say it because <laughs> because that guy might be listening or hear about this. Uh, he's got the um, RJ Barrett. Let's do an RJ Barrett silver prism rookie raw. He's got that in his $10 box. And it looks like it's well-centered and it looks like it could 10. And I'm like, huh, I know I can buy it and sell it online on the way home for 50. Okay, so that's that's maybe this is a too easy one. I am usually that guy that finds those deals, and maybe it's not an RJ Barrett silver, but maybe it is somebody else. And uh, what I need to get better at doing, because then I'll, then I'll get home and I've got 20 cards that are five dollars or less, or ten dollars or less, and I look at them and I go, all right, it's gonna be a while before. I sell enough of those to recover or to make money on it. Now, some of them I end up buying that I keep because I like to personally collect a lot of things too and uh, I need to put some tighter limits on that. But today what I'm looking for, in fact, was a little bit inspired by Cards to the Moon podcast that I listened to about this is a great time in the hobby to find cards 
in the $200 to $500 range that maybe are getting less attention because of whatever season it is, that kind of thing. And, and to buy those now, and as basketball season gets closer, or even just knowing that, that the range on sales of a card could be between 200 and 350. So you put it out there on your eBay, buy it now and just wait for good offers. And if you buy it for 200 and you get an offer, you know, a week later for 275, you take it, you take it. I need to look for those kinds of cards. I also need to look for cards that are, they're bringing something special with them. Uh, the player, the grade, the, the type of card that it is, something, something that's like, that is elite. That's top of the line. That is a, it's not a PSA 9, it's a PSA 10. It's not a base, it's a purple wave. Or it's not a purple wave, it's a gold. Or it's not a gold. You see where I'm going with this? Um, I'm, I'm starting to annoy myself with that. Like, there has to be something elite about it. That, uh, that makes it more likely to sell or more desirable for the rest of us. And I'm just... This should be the day where I'm going to a card show, not looking for Keldon Johnsons and, and the Cameron Thomases and guys that I think are going to be great one day. Like, I'm not... I'm not digging around in the Anthony Simons box today. Like this is maybe even inspired by the show from earlier this week we did about goats. I need to look at goats. And there are guys that I, I just like, hey, uh, if LeBron is such a great deal right now, why are you not just targeting LeBrons? If Kawhi is going to have an awesome return from injury or even just a run-up, like in his value and his hype, Leading up to the return, why not capitalize on that with a decent Kawhi Leonard card? Why not when people are going to still have Giannis as the favorite for MVP, why not jump in on the deals that are there right now on Giannis Antetokounmpo cards? Those are three guys that really should be on the forefront of my mind at today's show. And you can add Michael and Kobe and Ja Morant and Anthony Edwards and Steph Curry. And that's my list. That's it. Uh, if I'm buying basketball today, I need to look for something elite. And how am I, how's my plan to get there? I, I'll talk about that for a minute after the break because I don't, I don't have the money right now for, for those kind of cards. And maybe you don't either. So, got to figure this out. So last time I was at this card show, I spent uh, 98% of the show finding cheap deals. And I'll, I'll say again, those were cheap deals that I loved and still do. Cards that I would look to grade and still feel great about. At the same time, it was the last 2% of that show where I said, all right, I'll check out three more tables. And one of those tables, the guy had one card that I just loved and I was like shoot alright so I, I here's what I did I'm like hey just in case one of the things I brought to the show just in case I saw a card like that that I thought maybe we could trade cards maybe he maybe he's like something that I have 
and values it more than I do. And I feel the same about one of his cards. And uh, we made a deal that it was one of those mutually beneficial deals. He got a couple cards from me that were more liquid. He could sell them more quickly. And uh, I got two cards that I'm like, hey, those are two cards that I've wanted to level up into for a while. And I didn't have to pay money for those. I, the cards I traded away, I probably paid some money for those, but I didn't have to, you know what I'm saying? Uh, one of the beauties, one of the fun things about sports cards, basketball cards, all these things is you don't necessarily have to have cash to make a great deal, to get a great deal. Uh, you do have to have a little bit of uh, fun with negotiating, trading, uh, searching, like investigating what deals are out there, listening to a, a dealer and whoever, like to figure out what they might want. And, um, and yeah, so it was a fun conversation. It was probably 15 or 20 minutes, but it was like, I think we're going to, I think we're going to close a deal here that benefits both of us. It was one of those where like he probably made money on it within a week. And if I wanted to make money on that deal right now, I could sell uh, two of the, I could sell all three of the cards that I got, but I want to keep all three of them right now. And one of them, I feel great about grading, Um, but don't get me started on grading. I'm going to talk about that (laughs) at another episode soon because I got a group back from PSA that, uh, well, let's just say some things worked and some didn't, but I'm going in with this, this card show today with the mindset of I'm here, uh, to just see what's going on. See if there are any awesome cards that I like and say, all right, is there a chance that, uh, we could work out a deal? And so I'm sitting next to, as I drive, sitting next to a box full of you know, cards I could live without, but are good enough to put in front of a dealer in a trade offer or in a, you know, maybe he's going to buy the cards from me. A couple of the deals I've made recently is like, all right, throw in 30 bucks in cash and we got a deal. And, and I like, I like having cash. I don't know about you, but, um, yeah. So I brought a box of cards and the cards, they have levels to them, right? I've got some cards that I'm like, man, I might just leave that in the car unless I see something just exceptional. If I see today, I see like a few cards for 15, 20, 30, $40. Well then I'll take in, you know, a smaller box of cards to maybe trade, or I'll say, you know what, we'll, we'll see if there's a trade possibility, but if not, I'm leaving. And a couple reasons for that. Um, cash is King usually is that's number one. Number two, when it comes to the basketball cards I'm looking at, I still believe that everything, everything, apart from like a little jump on some news about a player, you know, returning to health or getting traded or, you know, ending a holdout or whatever, like, I don't know, some, some video clips of Zion dunking from, from the free throw line. Like, I don't know, aside from like some, some weird off season news, Kyrie scored 80 in a pickup game in his mom's backyard. Like, so with Instagram, there's so much like meaningless news out there. But I just think 
that a lot of these basketball cards are going to be selling for less in four weeks when everybody is talking about Tom Brady, Josh Allen, Debo Samuel or Samwell. I don't know. Like they're, they're going to be talking about, oh, Juan Soto again. Look at the $500 million man. Like I firmly believe, and I'm, this is how I'm going to approach it. Hey, there's nothing I have to buy right now or trade for unless these guys in here, as I pull up to the card show right now and about to wrap this episode up because, I mean, seriously, would you guys want to get in there as soon as you can or would you want to sit out here talking to a global audience of collectors and investors? You guys rock. I, I'm excited to get in there. That's what I'm saying. Um, you know, I, I firmly believe there will be better deals in four weeks and six weeks and eight weeks. I think the basketball card market is just going to be off people's radar for a while. It is. In fact, last year when we were doing our podcast, I noticed a dip in the listenership. And, uh, you know, in August and September and October, and I started to think, oh man, does, does this podcast suck? Like, are we losing people? Did they, are they tired of Darius Garland and Gary? Like, I, maybe some, maybe we lost some people, but, but actually the, the rise of listenership then again in October, November, uh, you know, the, that's still going on. Thank you for listening, by the way. Like the, it, the basketball card market is seasonal. It, it just is. And, uh, you know, so some of the cards I actually bought to trade are football cards. I want to give, I want to give away if these guys are going to give me basketball cards, you know, on the cheaper end. So there are some opportunities that are good now, but there's some opportunities that will be much better if you're willing to wait a few weeks. And I am, I, I'm, I mean, wait, if you're, if you're looking to buy a card, unless it's one of those, and here's the catch, right? Unless you're focused on only limited short print, you know, short numbered cards that are harder to find. And there you see one at a show and it's numbered to 10 and you're like, but Gary, I may never see this card again. I hear you. I feel you. Um, and if that's how you feel about it and you're going to regret it for the next month or week, maybe you should buy it. But at the same time, like there's so many products out there. There's so it's, it's hard for me to feel FOMO about a card anymore because I, I look at cards. In fact, I talked with a a friend recently who's like, yeah, I was going to buy that Giannis rookie last year for this price. But here I found it this year for like $200 cheaper, like cha-ching especially if these are cards you're interested in long-term or players that you know are worth holding on to the goats, the four G's, you know, so I'm going to go in, scout this place out. I might even like record from inside, like sounds of the card show. Oh yeah. Like that would be fun. Just do a whole episode of you listening into my weak attempts to negotiate my way into a, you know, Darius Garland, kaboom, one of one. Is that a thing? They need kabooms of DG. All right, so I spent a couple hours at the card show. Maybe, maybe a little more. I don't actually know. All I know is I did all my usual things. I walked around the room, looked at what was there, small talk, said hello to people that I know or did have to say what's your name again to a couple people, and I feel stupid, but 
they didn't remember my name either. <laughs> so that's, that's all right. Um, the, uh, the overall, like, it's just, it's fun for me to be at a show and feel like, um, Hey, uh, I kind of know what I'm after, what I'm interested in, and I'll see what else is out there. And I'll just say this. I saw some terrific deals on, on cards that I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to pay for this yet. I'm going to wait and see what, um, what stands out, what I feel like after seeing the whole place, what I have to have or what I would prioritize as the number one or number two card or number three card. Like I even, um, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but do you hear voices in your head? This is gonna, you're gonna laugh at me. I, I heard voices in my head as I was going through a guy's uh, dollar box of basketball cards and I found some decent cards. It was actually one of those that was like uh, $3, $3 cards or four for $10, which is, a, which is a great deal. And there were a lot of good cards in that box. Like I, I set out five or six cards that I'm like, hey, Franz Wagner Prism rookie, yeah, yeah, I like I like that. Um, there there were a bunch, and then I was like, you know what? Um, hold on a second. I was like, you know what? I I gotta wait, and I started to hear this voice in my head saying, no, no, go back. Oh yeah, hi. Um, do you guys still have the two dollar value menu? Nice. I'll get the um, Chipotle Ranch grilled chicken burrito and an ice water and lots of mild sauces and that's it. All right, $2 to Awesome, thanks. So funny, I think I know that guy. I think I know him, hold on a sec. That was Taco Bell, $2 value menu. Brought to you by... Yay! Hey guys, what other podcast can you hear live? Well, almost live. A dude driving through Taco Bell while he's in the middle of talking sports cards. So, here's my deal. That last deal I made at the card show, I was looking at a Tyrese Maxey Flawless Auto, numbered to 10. That's a, that's a big card for me. It was $350. I thought at first when I saw it, he was it was in the 76ers uniform, and that would have been a buy. <laughs> Um, the guy said he had ex- extra He had two of them And uh, He also was like Flexible on the price Anyway uh, He had several Darius Garlands I liked One was a Select uh, courtside Silver numbered to like 99 or something It was great He had another Anyhow I went back to the guy that had Um all the cards, like eight or nine cards at different price ranges that I liked. Everything from like a $3 Obi Toppin Pink Cracked Ice Raw to a $600 John Morant Optic Blue Velocity PSA 10 that I'm like, wow. If I could get my hands on that card, that is a keeper in anybody's investment definition. <laughs> so, but I came ready to trade. Didn't know if he'd be interested in anything. Came back to his table with my box of cards that I could live without. Now he happened to pull out four cards that he was interested in. Uh, one was a Dirk Nowitzki Tops rookie that uh, I was going to have graded. 
Another was uh, Darius Garland Base Prism PSA 10 Rookie, love that card um, And then the other one was uh, Justin Herbert Optic Rated Rookie PSA 9 And then there was one other card uh, Probably a Trey Lance Prestige Gold Foil something, something. So not really sure what that's about but Because uh, I, I don't really I'm not excited about Trey Lance or Zach Wilson. Maybe I will be in six weeks, but I mean, no, I'm not. So, so yeah, I, we sat down, made, you know, I kept looking at his cards. Uh, he had others. He had a raw LaMelo ball rookie. That was the green parallel. He had a few others that I liked, but I kept thinking about all these, these conversations about goats and how much I've just wanted to land a, um, Land, uh, what you call it? Giannis Antetokounmpo, rookie card, of course, but he had the PSA 8.5 or 8.5 of NBA hoops. So we're talking about a $150 card right now. Uh, maybe $125, depending on who's selling or how they value 8, 8.5s. But all that to say, like I felt, now while he's down is a chance to get a good card like that in the trade for some cards I felt I could live without. And I know what I had paid for them. So I we ended up making a deal. I wound up leaving with uh, the Giannis rated rookie, or not rated rookie, NBA Hoops rookie PSA 8.5. Um, not the top of my Giannis want list, but it was definitely like, okay, I've, I've been putting that card in my watch list on eBay and saying I want to level up into goats and, and bigger cards. This was like a gradual step forward. And to do it in a trade where I also got a prism blaster box. And <laughs> I got home and I decided, you know what? Um, my son loves ripping and he has better luck than me. He also uh, started his first job this weekend. And that meant he couldn't go to the card show with me. So I know that was that was a bummer. So I said, I'm just going to give give him this blaster of, you know, 21, 22 prism, which of course he, he rips into. And you, if you follow us on Instagram at hoops and cards, you can see the, I thought it was a great box for a blaster box. I mean, now I I did say to my son, and this is just, this is just, um, destiny, karma, whatever you believe in. I said, I said, buddy, you can have every card inside that box, except the Jalen green. And he's like, all right, that's awesome. I, you know, except the Jalen Green. Okay, all right, all right. Like, I don't know if Jalen Green's even in the box, but I, I didn't have a Jalen Green rookie yet. And I'm thinking if, if that's, if I get a Prism rookie that I got to have, I knew he'd want the Evan Mobley. And, you know, what kind of dad says, I get the Cade Cunninghams. So I'm like, I want the Jalen Green. Would you know, six packs inside that blaster. Three packs in, he pulls out a Jalen Green Prism. And he's like, dang it, it's Jalen Green. <laughs> I'm like, what you mean to say is, Dad, hey, in in gratitude and thanks for you letting me rip this box and keep every other card, I am so happy to share with you the green of Jalen. It was just a regular base rookie. And by the way, if you see the photo on Instagram, at Hoops and Cards, way off-centered. Nice job, Prism. Way off-centered. In fact, it seemed like the first or second card in every pack of this blaster was like bent to a curve and looks like somebody's trying to make a parachute out of these prism cards. I'm like, what the heck are we doing, Panini? So I should probably post a picture of 
four of those cards I just sat on the table and they look like somebody's got tents or canopies or umbrellas set up, like whatever, but at least the good cards. So he pulled out a, there was a Luka Doncic base, yay. There was, uh, oh, like an instant impact rookie card that looked really cool of Kai Jones. There was a green parallel rookie of Kessler Edwards, who's all right. There was a, a like a silver ice or just an, a cracked ice. These are new to this year. Uh, rookie card of Josh Giddy, And I was like, dude, that is a great card. Uh, to get out of a blaster and to say, I just pulled a card that's been selling for between 30 and 40 dollars in the last few days on eBay. That's great. So of course I was like, we need to list this right away. So if you want to buy a Josh Giddy cracked ice on eBay right now at the going market rate, I think we priced it at as a buy it now, but yeah, uh, cause more of those blasters are going to be ripped, you know, in the next, next few weeks. And, and, uh, I think prices of all these things are going to continue going down unless they're numbered. So he was like, yeah, let's list it. Um, he also got a Jason Tatum purple wave, which was an awesome looking card. Shout out to uh, Davey and Erica and all my Celtics fan listeners out there. Uh, this purple wave had like a, a green lining that made it match the Celtics thing. I don't know if they do that on all purple waves, but it looked really cool. So, so props to Prism uh, Panini for at least getting the good cards right and that that purple wave tatum looks just awesome in fact at first i saw it i thought it was numbered but uh yeah a lot of lot of uh, good cards there was one silver so i mean i guess i should go over the parallel take home there was one silver that you know wasn't good it was bismack biombo so there had to be like at least one dud in the pack but the kessler eds were edwards green okay the uh, jason tatum purple wave yep the josh giddy uh cracked ice yeah the Jalen Green base, sure, love it. Um, even though it's off center to the right, it's gonna just be a part of my PC and say, hey, remember when, because I think this might be, hey, remember when we got that one Prism Blaster that we opened? I sold the other three on eBay overnight, by the way. I, I wanted to make money, not not uh, lose money on the little bendy cards they printed. So, um, so it'll be remembered, I think. It, in a year, it'll be remembered as, hey, remember that, you know, blaster that he got that we quickly sold and made money on. And I think in five years, it'll be like, oh shoot, why did I sell the Josh Giddy? <laughs> I think that's what's going to happen. So overall, my trade, I was glad I didn't spend money at the card show. Glad I came prepared to trade cards I didn't love. We had to negotiate a bit to kind of agree on the value of the cards involved, but that made good sense. Um, I wasn't going to get rid of the, the Justin Herbert uh, PSA nine optic just to do it. I said, here's, here's what I put into, here's what I paid for it. And here's what, you know, I was thinking when I paid for it, I was thinking I was going to be able to sell this in a day for, uh, 50% profit. You know, if, if you buy it at, if you buy a hundred dollar card for $67, you sell it the next day for a hundred dollars to somebody, somebody, you know, that loves Justin Herbert cards. So, so we, we negotiated a bit. I got the Giannis I wanted. I got a blaster box of prism that my son loved. And yes, I get to display my beautiful way, way to the right, not centered card of Jalen green. And I get to tell you about it and good times. So, so yeah, card show, I think overall was a success. I heard somebody say the words yesterday. I think it was even in a podcast 
cardboard currency. All right, I don't know if I've said those words even yet on this one, but cardboard currency. And what that means is instead of giving up cash when I go to a card show and target a couple cards, I'm bringing cardboard currency. I'm bringing cards that I'm willing to trade at market value, which by the way, they don't, when you're making a deal at market value, they don't take out eBay fees and you don't have to pay shipping. So good for that, right? I mean, that's, that's very helpful. Uh, to be able to trade at market value. Now, there were a couple cards I had that like recent comps were not favorable. So I'm like, eh, I'd rather not trade that one <laughs> if that's what we're comping things at or if that's what the last few days of sales are. I'm like, but I did walk out with a Giannis. I have to post a picture of that. And that's, that's guys, that is not done for a quick flip. I may feel like, you know what? I should have held out for a better Giannis or a better Anthony Edwards card or build up the collateral to go after that John Morant PSA 10 Optic Blue Velocity. Yes, yes, and yes. This was one step up for me to get a Giannis rookie that I will, you know, it's one of those things that I, he's a goat. I will enjoy having and displaying even as an 8.5 for quite a while. So it's one of those where I'm like, I drove home happy that I got a great card uh, didn't have to pay for it. And I got a box, blaster box that, that I felt good about our deal on it and had a, had a blast, no pun intended, blaster box. Yeah. Had a fun opening it with my son. He got a win. I got a Jalen and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good day at the show. Show, show. Um, that's what I'm talking about. Guys, if you are not a part of Hoops Plus, we go deeper into uh, a lot of basketball card issues, opportunities, needs. I sent out a Hoops Plus Insider a few days ago where I went over, guys, here's the here's maybe 10 great cards that are $100 or less. Uh, all Hoops Plus members got that. That's an exclusive resource. We try to do that once a month. Hoops Plus members get access to prizes. They get an extra podcast feed all that stuff. It's just $4.99 a month. And compared to a lot of the basketball card or sports card content stuff out there, I think it's a steal. I think it's a bargain. I enjoy doing it and we've built a great community. So if you want to join us at Hoops Plus, that is go to anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards forward slash subscribe. That's anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards forward slash subscribe. And you can just sign up today. You'll get instant access to uh, the other podcast for Hoops Plus members. And, uh, man, give me a shout out at uh, the Instagram feed I mentioned at hoops and cards, hoops and too. I'm, uh, just loading that up with articles and thoughts here in the off season as we, uh, we look to buy and make some good deals, look to invest, probably do a few articles about football cards. Cause that is top of mind here in the hall of fame city here in Canton. And, uh, those have helped me build up some cardboard currency. So Guys, hope you have an awesome week. That's my card show story, and I'm sticking to it. I would love to hear yours. Give me a shout out at Hoops and Cards on Instagram. This has been Gary at Hoops and Cards. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. So, this is really only one question. What would you do? Why did the Orange lose the race? Somebody go ask why, somebody gonna say why. I don't know why. He ran out of juice.